Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Today we're talking fashion, and we're going to cover it all. The rise of the cores. Maybe you've heard of cottage core or grunge core. So many to mention. We'll also talk about the resale game, Poshmark, Mercari, Depop, eBay, and of course, the real real. And full disclosure, I'm waist deep in the resale game. It's a big part of what I do outside of work. But we're not just talking styles and what's hot as well. We're talking the companies involved, some of them publicly traded. So I'll give tickers on those as well. And some may make a good investment. So fashion's on the menu today. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Games. All right, let's bring on Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide in New York, a fashion expert and one of my go-to retail and fashion guys. Jan, great to have you on the Gaines podcast. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and it's a fun topic we're talking about today. Fashion trends, back to school, the resale market, all the players involved. I, I think to kick things off, you know, we're heading into back to school season. Um, it's a lot different uh, back to school season than we've seen the last couple of years as kids are actually going to be, most kids are going to be in the classroom. Fashion has got to be on point, especially, you know, when you're in person. So how do you think uh, this year's back to school and, 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 and fashion going into fall uh, looks? Well, somewhat surprisingly, back to school has started off pretty well. As you may know, people in some parts of the country, Texas, for instance, today, were back in school. And um, here it's a little later where I am. But we're starting to see back to school selling because back to school is actually happening. And it will continue to happen right through the first couple of weeks of September. And it's it started off stronger than we thought it would, given the problems with inflation and supply chain and attitude of the consumer at the moment. And so that 
that's a good sign. It's a good sign for both back to school, and it's probably a good sign for holidays. And you However, know, we're seeing some change in the mix, you know, because we are seeing more apparel, and I think that's because of what you said. They're all going back to school. Well, and they're actually going to be in person now. That hasn't always been the case over the last couple of years. You know, there's talk of recession as well. You mentioned inflation. We'll talk about this in a, a bit, just being in the space myself. Resale uh, is starting to pick up, and we're going to talk about some of the players here in a bit, but uh, that's even another component to all of this. Uh, as far as back to school, and you mentioned even a, a potentially good holiday season, who's doing it right? I mean, when we when we talk retailers, you know the girlies, a lot of them are going to go with the mall brands and fast fashion. Uh, it seems like the department stores have done pretty well. Let's just start there. Let's start in the mall and, and and then, you know, move to the department stores. Who's doing it right right now as far as uh, in fashion and retail? It'll be interesting to see how this really works out because what we've seen is, of course, luxury goods and aspirational goods are doing better than anything else, and lower-end goods are doing poorly. Well, back to school is usually not so much the aspirational goods and the luxury goods. But even back to school, we're seeing that component of the business, whether you're Capri or Tapestry or PVH or VF or any of the players that that make the brands, we're seeing that higher-end product do better. And I think that's just a reflection of who's got the money and who's being less affected by inflation. However, we just did see that everybody's working, right? We saw a new low at 3.5% in unemployment, and that tells you that even if people are worried about inflation, even if they're worried about a recession coming, right now they've got a job and their income is actually increasing nicely, as we saw with the reports today. It may not be coming up, keeping up with inflation, but it's increasing nicely. And so I think we're going to see that all reflected as we see what happens for the rest of back to school. But I will say that I still think that the higher end goods, the more expensive brands, all of that is going to show real strength. And even though I don't think electronics are going to be good, I still think things like Apple Watches, things that have a I'm cool component to them are going to continue to be good. But we're clearly seeing a shift where the last two years, everything was electronics. Now we're seeing a strong component for apparel. And and even in the resale space, luxury goods is a big component. And even folks who can't afford luxury goods in the expensive department stores, they're going to the likes of Mercari and Poshmark and finding some of the goods there. Uh, Just a a real quick recap of the the mall brands that I kind of keep an eye on. And I just would like to to get your take on real quick uh macy's ticker m big fan it seems like uh when i go into macy's stores they've been busier dillard's which i've been a huge fan for a very long time uh ticker dds the dillard seems to be fine we've talked about some of the higher end nordstrom ticker jwn for uh you know your stock pickers out there uh, Nordstrom has looks to do well, especially on the luxury goods side. I'm seeing a lot of activity. The the company's been struggling, but I've seen a lot of activity in Express. Actually, like that stock as a cheap buy right now. EXPR and of course Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy. 
uh, Gap Corporation, GPS. Out of the retailers I just mentioned, any that uh, you think are doing it particularly well? Uh, and, and then, of course, you mentioned luxury, Nordstrom. I like the first group you named. I don't so much like the second group you named. So let's think about it. I think we're seeing strength from Macy's on up. Macy's on up means Macy's. It means Dillard's. It means Nordstrom's. And we're seeing strength there, and we're going to continue to see strength there because they're selling those brands that I was talking about. They're aspirational and bordering on luxury. Obviously, Nordstrom's has higher-end goods than the other ones I just named, but they all carry stronger aspirational goods, and we're seeing a, a good reaction from the consumer there, and that's going to continue. I also like the resale stuff you're talking about because despite all you're hearing about inventory overload, we don't have an inventory overload in luxury goods. And so people will be more than willing to buy that luxury good item at the Real Real or Poshmark or one of the other resellers, even though they may have to pay a little more for it than they planned because we're seeing a shortage both in the primary goods, the new stuff, as well as the secondary goods, the resale stuff. And that's holding up the, the value of those luxury goods. So I think we're going to see real strength in the resellers because you can get product there that may not be available if you're trying to buy it brand new. You can also get it cheaper. And we're also going to see the strength at the upper end. So if you're LVMH, if you're Gucci, if you're all of those people, you're seeing real strength. But even when you come down, like I said, to the Capris, to the tapestries, the people that are more aspirational and the stuff that is sold in Macy's and Nordstrom's, that's that's doing well and it's going to do well right through back to school and right in the holiday. I don't see that changing. My real concern is, what does the apparel sales look like when you get to the Walmart targets and the Coles of the world where inflation is hurting their customer? And I think that's where we'll see the struggle. It's also where we see the inventory overload. You mentioned uh, the resale game. I've talked about it in the past on this uh, podcast. I'm very, very active in Poshmark. There, there's a little bit of uh, interest I have in, in Mercari. I literally have the real, real location in Chicago, not far from where I live, and I'm in there all the time. Another one, another interesting uh, resale uh, site that skews young that's popped on my radar is Depop. And the girlies and and some and that skews younger and and uh, the stuff that sells on there is even really unique. A lot of the core stuff, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, just real quick, Poshmark uh, is um, you know one of the big players in the space, and I think best in in space. Uh, the tickers P O S H. I mentioned Mercari. That's a Japanese e-commerce uh, company that does very similar and then you also we both mentioned the real real that's publicly traded as well the ticker on that r-e-a-l is an online and brick and mortar marketplace for authenticated luxury goods consignment and and that kind of speaks to uh what we were discussing before you know being in the resale game and i skew a little bit towards the higher end that's what i'm looking for when I saw stuff, you know, the Tory Burch, the, um, you know, some of the higher end brands uh, really doing well because there isn't a ton of excess higher end inventory. And, and I can source that 
in, in, in a variety of different places. But uh, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, who do you think's best in place in the resale game and some of the names I just mentioned? Well, I do like the fact that some of the smaller players, like you mentioned, um, Depop, Rebag, people like that, you know, they're they're playing the game now, too. And so you're getting more and more people that can do this. And you're also seeing people like LVMH themselves start to look at um, online selling of or pre-owned goods. And then, you know, Walmart has just announced they're going to get into the pre-owned game. So you're going to see a big proliferation of people that want to play. But right now, I'm a huge fan myself of the real real because I like the level of quality. And as you mentioned, Poshmark, because I like the better goods part of the world. And that's where those two play. And that's where I think the consumer is right now and where the demand is right now. And that doesn't mean it won't move down over time to be a lot more of the more mass goods. But right now, the world really wants luxury, and those two have it in spades. And so I I like them both. And you can get a lot of stuff that's basically unattainable for a lot of us consumers on, on Poshmark. And at the real, real, I mean, really, really good stuff that you wouldn't be able to, a lot of people might not be able to afford. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Jan Rogers Niffin. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. If that's an option for you and as always subscribe and turn on those notifications. So, you know, when a new gains episode drops, We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday. We'll be right back with Jay Rogers Niffin right after the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, back with Jan Rogers Niffen, CEO of J. Rogers Niffen Worldwide in New York. As we were headed to break, we were talking about how some of these platforms really uh, enable people to have access to luxury goods. Who's doing it right? Who's just killing it in the luxury space? Oh, gosh. Well, if you're talking about true luxury, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Louis Vuitton and always have been, and that's doing really, really well. Everybody wants to own it. Gucci is not maybe quite as hot as they were, but they're extraordinarily hot, especially with the younger crowd. And especially in the resale market, where you can buy that cheaper than you could go buy it on your own. But, you know, even things like Prada are things that are getting a lot of notice just because the upper end has been so attractive to the consumer. And so many people are going out again that weren't going out for the last three years. And they're either buying the real stuff or they're buying the real stuff resold, right? They don't really want fake, but they don't mind buying something that's vintage or something that's a couple of years ago and at a really good price. But vintage has also really been the place to be, right? People who could afford anything will still buy a vintage piece and be able to say, oh yeah, this is you know, Chanel, 1972 <laughs> whatever but yeah you're and right vintage is is really big right now and especially in the high-end goods and the stuff you're talking about really is the real real stuff it's the high end i mean it's the stuff that never gets marked down that always gets sold full price that is in limited supply one of the reasons you can sell a louis vuitton bag at high value on a resale basis is because you can't get the one you want. Oh, and then, of course, well, there's things like Birkin bags, right? The really high end where they start at $18,000. And the the resold ones there, they maintain great value because it's such a limited ability to find them on a new basis. So I do think it's fascinating. People aren't just buying at the real real because they can get a better price than for new. They're buying it because you just can't find a lot of it new right now. A lot of those luxury goods, try to find them because those, that, again, you kind of alluded to, the, that's not the stuff that's overstocked, and that's the stuff that's holding up really, really well. We're even I've even heard that we're seeing this again in, um, you know, even other places in the space. I and mean, watches have really not done well for a while until – Again, the pandemic and as of late. And and again, the 
ultra luxury handbags that you're talking about as well. And then even on the on the shoe front. Vintage watches are really back, by the way. A couple of years back, especially before the uh, pandemic, they had kind of gotten out of style. And I've noticed a lot of the really high end vintage watches. I'm talking the likes of Rolex and, and others are, are, are just killing it. And uh, in a lot of ways, we're, I, we, in fact, it's funny you mentioned that we're not only seeing that in watches, high end clothing. We I just talked to a Ferrari dealer not long ago and the vintage Ferraris and Lambos are doing really well. And they thought that that would, you know, the, the dealer we were talking to thought that, you know, with the you know, fears of recession and inflation, that that would put, quell that a little bit. That's not the case. We're seeing that across the board on luxury goods. Well, you know what the man himself said regarding Ferrari. We never want to make as many as people want to buy. And they have stuck by that philosophy. And that's basically the same philosophy that Louis Vuitton uses, the same philosophy that Gucci uses. We never want to make as many of that style as people want to buy. And as long as you can stick with that, if you're a luxury good, you can avoid all of the nonsense that goes on in all the other goods where you have to mark things down to get out the door and all the problems you have with oversupply. And it's really hard to maintain that discipline because you really do want to sell that next bag or that next car. But if you keep limiting that supply enough that the consumer keeps standing around going, God, I want one of those, but I can't find one, or I want one of those, but I can't afford one, you can maintain that luxury image. And Ferrari's done it forever. Gucci's done it forever. Louis Vuitton's done it forever. Birkin's done it forever. It's really hard to do. But a handful of great luxury goods makers have maintained that scarcity factor. And that's where the game is really won and why you're seeing such demand at the luxury side right now. It's also true in watches. I'm standing here wearing actually a vintage Rolex as we speak. Oh, have this nice. conversation. And that's another case of it where they have made enough different styles, but not too many of any one style, so that you can still buy an old one and it's still worth a lot of money because they didn't make that many of that one. We're totally seeing that in the resale game, uh, which if if you're new to this and you're interested in in going, you know, getting in on the resale game, uh, you have Poshmark and eBay's another uh, place to unload maybe your your higher end goods. But the thing about Poshmark, uh, a lot of the resellers on Poshmark either go two routes, and that's you know they go the mall brands and and maybe stuff that's a little cheaper, easier to acquire. You know, you can buy real cheap and then resell, but you're not making as much. Or you focus on those high-end items. And I'm going to tell you, somebody who's been in the resale game now for a little bit, very active on Poshmark, between the two strategies, I've found be super selective, you know, source, go to the consignment stores, sometimes pay up for what we call bolo, be on the lookout brands uh, that are higher end, because that seems to be the sweet spot. And if you really want to make a go uh, in the Poshmark, Mercari game, I think that that strategy, just a little tip from somebody in the resale business, that strategy is the way to go. And that kind of speaks to the industry at large, huh, Jan? Well, think about it this way. There was a time when if you had a really nice vintage piece, 
maybe there was a consignment shop you could give it to to or sell it, or maybe you could find an outlet someplace that would be able to help you do that. But not enough people were in them. You couldn't find a big enough market. Today, with the internet, whether it's eBay or whether it's Poshmark or whether it's um, the real real, if there is someone out there, any place that wants your good at that price, you can find them. And that allows you to clear the market at the ultimate price that consumers willing to pay for that vintage or resale good. And that's changed the way we look at it completely. I mean, think of it this way. Let's pretend you're having a garage sale and you had some great thing that you were putting out in your garage sale. The only value it has is if somebody walks by that understands what it is and is willing to pay that for it. Mm-hmm. The odds on that happening are low. Right. You put it on the real real, the odds on that happening are a hundred percent. You have the that world that knows what it's worth will buy it. You have the world attending your garage sale. And I, I want to give you an example just just that I, I've seen firsthand. Okay. I was able to uh source a really nice pair of Tory Birch boots. Okay. And I was able to source them at a pretty good or I got them at a pretty good price from a consignment. And uh, I, I, they're really nice. And I think the only reason why they didn't sell in the consignment store was they were a size five. Okay. These are a pair Nobody of. Nobody could fit in them. Right. Exactly. And, you know, these are, we're talking a pair of Tory Birch boots that literally sell for 600 retail. So I was able to get them at this consignment store, and I posted them on Poshmark, and I sold them for $99. And the reason why was I'm like, there wasn't, the whole world wasn't coming into the consignment store. But a a good portion of the people through the internet, through not even just you know, on the Poshmark app, but I mean, even if you Google it, Poshmark puts the listings on there that there was a person out there who liked those boots and they came in size five, which is a really weird size compared, you know, that's not going to fit a lot of people. And they found that and they were willing to pay 99 and they got a great deal when I, uh, you know, people can respond after the transaction. I got a five-star listing on that. My, the consignment store was able to make money. I was able to make money. This person who bought these pair of boots would have never been able to find them for that kind of price. And it's all because Poshmark Mark was able to make money. And just one little tip out there for you resellers, that's where I find the sweet spot often is you can get your listing price or pretty close if you have a unique size. Because I, I've, I've found that on the really large side, and I found that on the really small side, and that goes for side, uh, that goes for shoes, that goes for apparel. Um, you know, if you have a unique item, because of of Poshmark and these types of e-commerce platforms, you, you basically bring the entire world to the garage sale, like you just mentioned. And when when you were talking about that, I just thought about like these Tory boots. Our Tory Birch boots are are great. They're leather and high end, but and there's probably a lot of uh, people who were in the consignment store and saw them and got excited, but then 
realize, oh, this size isn't going to fit me. Well, by putting it on that platform, we brought a, 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 bunch, a bunch of eyeballs, and, and, and that led to a sale. And like I said, the consignment store, they were able to unload this, the, the boots. I was able to make money on it. The person who bought them uh, is going to be very happy. They found these boots. Poshmark made their cut. If you're a shareholder, uh, you know, that that benefits you, I guess. I mean, it's, it's a win-win-win. And then the one other thing about all of this in the resale game is if you can get somebody else to reuse these items— it's it's you know it's less time they spend in a landfill, which is another big problem, especially with fast fashion. So I I, I just think this resale game thing is a game changer. I mean, just my own personal view on that is I would certainly like to see resale change the face of fast fashion because I am not, despite the fact that I spent my life in retail, I am not a fan of fast fashion because it is disposable clothing. And I do think the, the landfills are a big problem. The shipping of it's a big problem. The manufacturing of it, the watering, it's all the stuff for fast fashion where that same person could buy a really fabulous vintage outfit on the real, real or Poshmark, have much better clothes, and in my opinion, look better and save the environment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a win-win across the board. Another area. You know I wear vintage clothes. So I am totally into all of that, not just because I think it's the right thing to do, but mostly because it's a cool thing to do. And if you can be cool and save the planet, how great is that? And and I, I'm kind of there with you. I like to trade up in the stuff that I wear. And, it, it, and the quality between vintage and, and higher-end goods than this fast fashion it's sheen and polyester, and you know, like I said, a lot of it ends in ends up in a, a landfill. Sometimes shipped to God knows where. It's a nightmare, you know, what's left behind. And I'm there with you. And then, and then, just the quality of the luxury goods is worth the price. And then, in in the case of like some of the stuff on Poshmark, you're not even paying that much more. On some of these other platforms, I mean, they're really good stuff you're going to have to pay up for. But, uh, you know, you can get a lot of this good stuff in the secondhand market for a pretty affordable price. And you may be able to further reduce your cost because when you warrant a few times, you may be able to sell it again and recoup part of the cost. So you can be even closer to what fast fashion prices are. Yeah, and that's the nice thing about, uh, you know, also Poshmark and, and some of these. Yeah, have your closet and when you maybe get you're done with something. The, again, you can recapture some of the money that you spent on it by getting it out there to somebody else. So that's that's really interesting. Another thing that we were talking about earlier today, and I, this was the, the final thing I wanted to hit on because I think it's fascinating and it says a lot about fashion, is... The cores, and I don't know if a, a people are familiar with it. There are a million different types of fashion type aesthetics that are going on right now, and then they add core to the bottom uh, or, or at the end of the the word. And I'll I'll start with one of the fav you know famous ones. A lot of people are talking about cottage core. You mentioned to me, and it's very very pink. What was what you mentioned earlier today? That I you you all the girlies Barbie like it. Barbie core. 
Barbie core. <laughs> That's another one. Uh, there's grandma core. There's goblin core, fairy core, dark academia, light academia, grunge core. Uh, just as we're getting into the core discussion here, Jan, explain what the core and this movement has just come up kind of as of late. I was before we went on, I was going just to see how many of them. There are literally a thousand cores out there. But just kind of touch on that, Jan. I'd like to get your thoughts. Well, you know, the really, really cool people, actually quite some time ago, the very first core was called Norm Core. And it was <laughs> unpretentious, average looking clothing. So, you know, jeans, T-shirts, sweats, where you didn't really look like you were trying to be something unusual and different. And you were being unusual and being different by being normal because this started in Brooklyn where everybody was trying to be cool. And somebody said, I'm just going to try to be the geek and I'm going to be Normcore. And Normcore has been with us for a very, very long time. I think it probably was first named sometime before 2010 and must have therefore started 2005, somewhere like that in Brooklyn. But in any event, that was one of the first ones I ever heard of, and that's really how it all – and then everything started getting core named, to, named with it after that. But sure, whether it's cottage core or grandma core or Barbie core, the nice thing is you don't even have to think too hard about it to understand what it is because the name says it all until you get to some of the more esoteric ones. I think you mentioned to me earlier today, Gorp Corps, <laughs> which was people out in the outdoors look, even though they're indoors all the time. And it's, it's just people thinking of a way to be different and then somebody naming the look. And that's, that's why we have, I don't know, a thousand of them today. Yeah. But we've got so many today that I'm not sure you can tell when somebody's trying to be cool or just is totally out of style. And a lot of them blend together, too. Yes, they do. There's one that's popular that isn't called a core that I could find. And you'll agree with me on this. It's so popular in fashion right now. I'm seeing it everywhere. It skews a little young, but reminds me of when I was young, and that's the Y2K trend. Oh, yes, yes. It ought to be Y2K core. Yeah. But anyway, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we, we see that all the time, right? There's always throwbacks. And when you think about it, we think that Y2K, or I think Y2K was really recent. People who were born in 1995 <laughs> think Y2K was a zillion years ago. I, it's funny when you see them talk about it, you know, I, you know, being in the retail business, trying to find Bolo, be on the lookout brands, um, beyond, beyond just my bread and butter brands. I'm always doing research and, and there's, you know, some younger folks that I watch on, uh, on, on YouTube talking about some of these cores, and they're talking about Y2K like it's ancient history. And it, it, it does kind of put a chuckle to me because, honestly, Y2K seems like really, really not long ago at all. Maybe the 50s seemed like a long time ago, not, not, not Y2K. You know, we should talk about the core thing a little bit more. You know, norm core came from people saying, I'm going to be normal hardcore. I'm going to be so normal that's hardcore. So then you're, you've got Barbie hardcore, which is why it becomes Barbie core. So it's when you're trying to be really that all the way 
And that's why you get the hardcore component. And I, that's what I like about it. Like, if you want to be Barbie core, you've got to really look like Barbie. Yeah, you got <laughs> to you, you got to go you gotta work at it. Full blown pink. Let's think like maybe Mean Girls look. I mean, you got to <laughs> embrace yeah. it. I mean, even to the down to the heels and the bag. Um, you know, that's the thing. And, and, and I, I mentioned cottage core. I mean, that's an aesthetic that you have a lot of teenagers and young adults and they're they're dressed up like rural England, you know, and rural yeah. European. It's it's kind of funny how you you know, and, and and it's not just even clothing. It's you know, in the crafts and the interior design that they're part. How they they're drawing and they're baking and what are they're into. And then, like you mentioned, grandma core. I uh, you have grandma core, but I've also noticed another big thing is you have coastal grandma core. So it'd be like going to grandma's house. If she lived in Florida. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. It's fun, though. It's really fun. And I think it's fun that people are doing it. I also think it makes retailing harder from the point of view of figuring out what people are going to buy. But it makes your kind of stuff where you're basically collecting vintage stuff and interesting things more fun because you can focus on something like that. And and a, and a little tip for the resellers out there, you know, we talked about Depop earlier, and 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 the cores are really popular on Depop because it skews a little younger. You know, Depop, I think it gives you five like hashtags, and if you're selling on Depop and you have something that you think is fairy core, then you're going to want to put it in there. Or or another another one I like now is we're kind of heading into fall. And uh, Halloween is witch core, and 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 you have witch core where you have good witch core, so you know it's white and 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 and, and you know natural maybe uh, woodland animals that thing, or you have like the traditional goth style witch core, which is more like you know the witch from Wizard of Oz that's more gothy and dark and has more the and the the rats and, and 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 more of that stuff. So a lot of this stuff splits up too. I mean, what what's your favorite core? I'm just curious, uh, Jan. I'm just thinking about how we used to just have pop, jock, and goth. Yeah. And now we've got all of these. But no, my favorite is absolutely Barbie core. I just think it's the most fun thing out there. If I could look like Ken, I would. Ah, <laughs> that's outstanding. I would have to say for me. And I'm a traditionalist, and 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 I've been dressing like this for years. Uh, I would say East Coast prep core. That's kind of my I look like every day. Yeah, that's that's kind of what you know. I, I you remember that movie back in the '80s where they said preppy come lately, and it was Ralph Lauren, and then it, preppy come never was like maybe U.S. Polo Association or some uh, you know some of these other like off brands. Or, in my case, Preppy Forever, and that's Lacoste, baby. <laughs> well, if, if I'm not in Ralph Lauren Purple Label, I'm in Vintage Vine. Oh, yeah, you so, know what? That That's the other one that that goes in there, too. I'm a huge fan of Vintage Vine. I love it. And that goes to that East Coast Preppy feel. You know? So, you know, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm East Coast prepping the core every day because that's on either in Ralph or Vineyard. I know you're a Lululemon guy. And, yeah, uh, well, that's when I'm not dressed up. Right. <laughs> and, and go athleisure. When I go there, I, I go 
I'm Tracksmith, and I, I love Tracksmith. I'm an avid runner. And again, Tracksmith, East Coast Prep. I'm from the East Coast. That's just another one in my sweet, sweet spot. I had to throw that out there. And I got to tell you, Tracksmith does really, really well on uh, on Poshmark as well. That's kind of just the— You know, given where I grew up, I'd have to go for Midwest Poor People Corps, and that would be no fun, which is why I do East Coast Prep. Yeah, good man, good man. So, um, so as we, you know, we had a great conversation here, and we'll, we'll definitely bring you on again. I mean, it's fun talking. I'm fashion has gotten. I've always been a fan of it, but it's gotten a lot more fun with these cores and people experimenting and the social media aspect of it. And you know, hey, good for the younger folks really getting into this as well. And, and and finding a different a uh, look and style, it makes life more interesting. And 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 I'm a, I'm sure you're with me on that. Uh, you know, just a big fan of fashion, and I think fashion has evolved even in a better way. But as we wrap up today's Gaines podcast, Jan, uh, what's your takeaway from you know our our total discussion here? My takeaway is the world's a better place because right now everybody can be cool. They can be any core they want to, and beyond that. The world is moving toward resale and rental, and that's a good thing as well, both for the ability to have better stuff, even if it's not brand new, and in the ability to save the world. So I think that's my takeaway from this. That's Jan Rogers-Niffin, CEO of J. Rogers-Niffin Worldwide in New York. And hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We are back next Wednesday. We'll be looking at the markets again, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 